Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Oh, man. So earlier this week, I tried to buy some AirPods. I went on Facebook Marketplace. I'll get, I'll get the second-hand ones. They're cheaper. It was like 40, 50 quid. I was like, bargain. Order these AirPods. This guy comes to my house, right? Just, well, he's delivered them to you. Yeah. So guy comes to my house. This is dreamy. Yeah. Knocks on the door. Knock, knock, knock. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, I've actually had a really bad day. Oh, straight to it. I know. <laughs> I was like, okay, what's going on, man? He was like, oh, you know, it's just a bit of a bad day. You know, my, the business is closing down. I was like, oh, oh wow. Gosh. So probably because you're sending airports so cheap, mate. <laughs> you're anyway, full. I gave him the 50 quid or whatever it was. There you go. Thanks so much to the box. He's like, do you want to just look through it before? Yeah. I was like, oh, I trust you, man. It's cool. Like, oh. Thank you. And he was like, no, no, go on, check through it. So I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> so I opened the box up, take the box open. And the first thing I say, see is made in California. But the I in California is capitalized. And there's no A in made. So he goes, made in California. I'm like, well, this what? is fake. <laughs> I was like, what? why did he make me open He's this box? You off. It's a fake, clearly fake AirPods. Why would it have a spelling error in Made in yeah, California? Yeah. So I go, I don't think I want these. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, Situation's why? changed. Why? Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it doesn't say made in California. It says good California, man. Like, are, these, are these fake? Still questioning him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why did you make me open them? And he was like, they're replicas. I told you they were replicas. Okay, well, let's have a look. So I went on the description. Obviously didn't no say replicas. It, yeah. This is how pathetic I am. I was like, can I have my 50 pounds back, please? <laughs> <laughs> and he slowly went in his pocket. And I was like, God, please give it back. Yeah. And then he took it out and he gave it to me. And he was like, he was like, come on, man, I've had a really bad day. And I took it back and I just went, don't sell replicas yeah, of no AirPods way. then. Weird that he didn't Ma- just run off though, yeah, like, and made you look. I would just be like, there's the AirPods, see you later, yeah, mate. Bye. bye. No wonder his business is going under. He's making people <laughs> look at the spelling. And also, if you're going to sell replicas, just spell it right. Made in California. Yeah. It's not complicated. Hey, I'm Jack. And I'm Kat. 
And this is a podcast called Distracted. All about ADHD. ADHD. And now you say, <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> So obviously, you know, AirPods, like, what, what they, something you put in, the kind of electronical, something that you put in your ear. Apple, you know, Apple make Macs, don't they? Apple make mm-hmm. Mac computers and what, you edit videos on Mac computers. You yeah. Do. Well, you don't, you don't just edit, you watch, you watch YouTube. Where could you possibly on, be going with you know, this? You watch YouTube on, on, on Mac computers, on Apple computers from the AirPods that I was talking about just now, which yeah. means YouTube, oh, wait a minute, have we got a guest today? <laughs> I think have we, we do. Was he, was he successful on YouTube? Is he successful on YouTube? Uh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> oh, what well, our first guest who's not an expert. I think that might be the case. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you are in store for a big old guest today. You certainly are. Jack Harris, creator of the incredible YouTube channel Jack's Gap. It's got like nearly four million subscribers. Mm-hmm. It was one of the biggest YouTube channels in the world at one point when it, when he first started like 10 years ago. I remember seeing videos of him when I was a child of him and his twin, like, and he was wearing his twin fin and he was wearing like a bandana around his head <laughs> in the garden. I just remember thinking, fuck, yeah, he's too attractive. I can't watch this. <laughs> I can't possibly watch this. I can't possibly watch a single second of this. <laughs> so I shut it off immediately and watched... Charlie bit my finger 20 times. <laughs> Far what more suitable for my video. viewing pleasures. <laughs> um, he's a great guest and we really get into the thick of it. You do. We? Give me some topics we talked about, Kat. Is it diagnosis? We talked about the diagnosis. he had ADHD. Hit me with another one. Climate change. Mm-hmm. Climate activism. Yeah, we dig deep Arrests. into climate activism. Arrests, yeah. Trouble yeah. with the law. With the L-A-W. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one more. Give me one more. Who's he interviewed? Oh, oh the, just a little, just little the, someone, oh, 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 the there. president of the United States president at one United point United. in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. USA himself. Barack Obama. Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, and we talk about his family and growing up. And obviously throughout it, it's all referencing ADHD. But if, mm. even, if, even if you just want to listen to a good interview with Jack, it's just a good chat. Yeah. So um, hope you enjoy it. Uh, here it is. This is the first episode where we're getting a non-expert, a non-ADHD expert in. Jack <laughs> no Harris, welcome to the podcast. We've already given you an introduction. You ha- you that's weren't, happened already. You weren't yeah, here. It was amazing. Editing. Did it take a long time to list all the accolades? And yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We set aside the whole day. I've been reading a book called Scattered Minds at the moment by Gabor Mate. Mm. And he talks about ADHD. And the consensus is at the moment that you inherit ADHD. Mm. So you were born with it. But his theory, and I'm super interested by this, is that all you inherit through DNA is being sensitive. As a sensitive child, if stuff happens around you and it affects you in a certain way, you can develop techniques to either distract yourself away. It's just like coping mechanisms and they develop into ADHD. So it's like Mm. super useful as a child. And as you get older, that you keep those methods, but they can become problematic. And I wondered with that in mind, if you think there was anything that maybe happened with you Cool. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's a real pleasure to be here with both of you guys. I'm a fan of the podcast. It feels nice to like be here and be on it myself. I guess I'm a really interesting case study when it comes to this in the fact that I am an identical twin. There's another person who is genetically identical to me. 
And he isn't ADHD in the way that I am. So that would prove Gabor Mate's theory that it isn't in our genetics, but that it's something that's happened. It's mm. that nature versus nurture yeah. argument, yeah. right? Which is often, you know, experimented using twins. It was suggested something in my nurture, something that happened when I was brought up mm-hmm. because Finn isn't the same as me, but we have the exact same DNA. Definitely, I'm a more sensitive person than Finn. That is definitely the case. For mm. example, I used to throw temper tantrums all the time as a kid. Like, but like, major temper tantrums yeah, like like tantrums yeah same. do you as well yeah. cats on it really oh yeah she hit them hard i yeah. wonder what they like Love people would come up to my parents and be like i <laughs> no, think there's something wrong with your kid you oh, really? like, yeah. like i've been a, I don't, my mom always tells a story when i was in a garden center and i just like threw myself on the floor and had a fit and just oh was like gosh. furious so i don't know what that is i don't know where attention, that came from right you're looking for attention, attention right? yeah mm-hmm. i think i just really wanted attention <laughs> yeah mate do you know what it was maybe it's the fact that finn was the first born I know, but I was sat on him. I was going to say he sat on me. I was sat on Finn in the womb. Oh. Yeah. But, but he was a fatter still. baby. He took all the food. So maybe it goes back to all that. Ooh. So then my mum had to have an emergency cesarean, pull him out first because I was sat on him. So maybe it's oh that. Goodness. Maybe I'm it's, like, I want to be the attention. There will be spe- something. Yeah. That's deep Gabble, stuff. That's even says it goes back to birth. birth. Yeah, yeah. Deep stuff. Yeah, imagine birth has a if that's how it began. Yeah. yeah. But what I would say though is I think I've always been like this. Like I can think of points in my life that were traumatic or where I had challenges or whatever, mm. but I would say that this tendency and behavior definitely goes back. Up until recently, I never thought there was moving footage of me as a kid. I didn't think it existed, which I always oh. thought was very strange given that both my parents were in the film yeah. industry. Yeah. But they always just said, oh, I don't think we recorded anything. Not too long ago, my my partner Alice was round at my parents' house and she found some tapes and an old like uh, Super 8 reel in, in a drawer. Mm. And she said to my parents, what's this? And they said, oh, that's our wedding tapes. We've never got them developed. And so she was like, oh, well, can I like send them off to be developed? That's crazy. Yeah. You've never watched your own wedding tapes. And they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And what comes back is like, eight or nine hours of footage of us all growing up as kids. Me, my brother, my sister, and of course my parents getting married. Oh my God. And it's unbelievable. So I sit down one evening with Alice to watch it and like, oh God, as you can imagine, the rush would have been oh, so, so good. emotional. And, and the, the end of the story is we ended up cutting it into a whole, like I ended up cutting it into a film, which I screened for my parents a year later. They totally forgot that we're taking oh, these tapes. Amazing. I told them I want to show them a documentary about climate change. They're like, no chance, not another bloody <laughs> documentary about climate change. And it ended up being this question that starts with them getting married and then me and my brother being born and my sister and obviously they wept like babies. Yeah, that, but oh, that's so what I was fascinating was watching the footage and what I chose to leave out of a lot of the uh, film that I ended up making for them was me as a kid just being a lunatic. Really? Like, I mean, like fully naked, <laughs> covered in pen, head to toe, <laughs> like pulling on my willy, you can cut that out. <laughs> And just being mental. That's not Age getting cut. Like, oh, that's definitely not been cut out, is it? That's getting clipped. Putting on my putting on my putting on that material. Um, you can have the footage. We can cut to the footage. Yeah. Um, also, my brother as well being pretty mental. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It's definitely a deep part of who I am. It's mm. taken yeah. me a long time to learn to love that self. Mm-hmm. There's definitely been a period of time as I grew up to like into my twenties, looking back at like my YouTube videos and even that younger stuff and, and really hating that younger self to really? be honest it's something I've, yeah it's something I've really like been on a journey with just thinking that self is an idiot it's irrational he's a bit of a clown whatever yeah. and uh, why why did you think that we all have a version of ourselves that is just a more kind of raw silly 
playful version of ourselves. It's like, if you think about all of us as kids, when we were in the playgrounds, we were just silly and we were playful and we would just like play stupid games, call each other names, whatever. And then we grow up and we become adults and we become self-aware and we think, Mm. oh, I need to be this way and I need to be that way and I need to sound intelligent. I need a good job. And I don't know, it's just that kind of, I think it's growing up. And I think that's why adults look at kids and they think, oh, to be that young and naive again, it's kind of beautiful. Mm. And I think that I just went through that. I think I grew up and I thought, oh, I want to be taken more seriously and I want to be a filmmaker and I don't want to be, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And it's something I've had to really like unpack and address. And really over the last few years, I've gone on this journey of just like, falling in love again with that younger self that was an idiot and that was silly and playful and the beauty of that because I think we need more of that in the world like I think we all would benefit from being like that more often definitely but also the beauty of just accepting yourself man oh this has come to a nice you know (laughs) but it's true it's true like that's the real beauty of Mm. you looking back on your life and going yeah like and owning it and owning Mm. who you were and what you did and and, and because you were doing it for pure reasons Mm. it was for fun you were just having joy and to look back on it with anything but that is is a shame. Mm. Yeah. It's a part of you. Yeah, and I think, honestly, that's what, like, part of our friendship. We've been friends for the last year and a bit now. And, like, the ADHD diagnosis and, and us talking about ADHD has helped me, is like, accept that part of myself and understand it, where it's come from, yeah. and, and reclaim it in a way. So, oh, great. Yeah, that's I think so it's good. a positive thing. And here I am on an ADHD podcast. Yeah. It's been a long, old journey. <laughs> yeah, a beautiful yeah. journey. One of the things that's also made me think about is my father and, like, his who he is as a person Mm -hmm. and actually getting diagnosed with ADHD has helped me understand him because he is a film and television producer so he does a similar thing that that, you know I do a similar thing to him in my career and actually on a super deep level I've started to wonder recently whether one of the reasons I wanted to create YouTube videos in the first place was because I was trying to get his attention like it's the part of me that's kind of like always trying to get his attention and perform yeah. because his attention is never really there. Keep it interesting. Yeah, exactly. And like the super snappy videos. Yeah. And also he was my biggest advocate when I'd make these videos. He'd be like, these are brilliant. Yeah, because they're perfect. Because they're like two minutes long and <laughs> yeah. I can watch them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's helped me understand my father, mm. I think. Have you diagnosis. ever said that to him? I've joked about it, I think. And, and literally in the last year and a half, he'll start to kind of acknowledge that maybe he does have ADHD yeah. but I think he sort of feels well it's at the point in his life where like what difference would it make it to get a diagnosis yeah. I, I actually meant have you ever said to him uh, that you think you might have made the videos oh, no, to I've get his attention that. do you no. think you would maybe maybe I should sit down with him and have that conversation yeah mm. I think that's that's still like fresh for me as like something I'm realising and thinking yeah I know. But, but I don't know if you guys found this. Like for me, when I think back to school and how much I struggled at school, it was just a lot. You know, like I couldn't focus in, yeah. in lessons. Same. I didn't do well in exams. And I, I came out of school fully thinking that I was just a, a stupid person. Mm-hmm. Like I remember my head of sixth form telling me not to even bother applying for university, for really? the university that I wanted to apply for. To be really honest, I think I went back into university and back into academia and was reminded of why I found school so mm. hard. And of course, lectures right. are the same. But mm. what I realised was when I decided to apply my own types of learning, which for me is it's very physical, it's like doing and not just listening. Visual. It's, it's visual, it's physical, it's all that sort of stuff then I could learn a lot. Mm -hmm. And so when I came out of school was when I feel like I started to learn because I started to experiment with new ways of learning. Even like listening to podcasts for me on double speed. And I know you do the double speed thing as well. (laughs) That's a great way for me to learn. (laughs) And that's not like, that's not favoured at school. It's not, you're not, you're not Mm. taught that at school. So, so I, I kind of fell in love with learning when I left uh, academic institutions, basically, because mm. I learned how to learn. And that's still something I'm working with, yeah. with now. Yeah, um, I totally agree with that, actually, because I love learning now, but I hated school. Yeah. I feel like we 
all Everything appreciate so it as we get older, don't we? Yeah, yeah. You're like, I want to learn new stuff all the time now. Yeah. But in a way that I know mm. works. Unless and only people of a certain generation would get this, unless they wheeled out the TV and it was always on wheels, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. It was always on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, did, I mean, how much did you actually learn then when the TV got rolled out? I mean, yeah, let's, well, be honest. Not, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> that tiny screen, you're right at the back of all your mates. You're not paying attention. But yeah, I, it's, to, it's so true though. Like, and the beauty of YouTube, and we're going to get onto YouTube, believe me. Um, <laughs> but like the fact that now, because there's so many people making videos, yeah. basically you have to make a really good video for it to pop up. Yeah, they're high So level. now like anything you want to learn, it's like super good mm-hmm. and really cool. Really engaging. No longer is it like, Hi guys, welcome to my channel. Yeah. Um, well, like, uh, please subscribe. Uh, today you're going to learn about history of it's like, oh, get to it. Now it's like, hi guys, right, history. Here we go. Yeah. Boom. They it's know so what good. they're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so, so good. Just, I thought it was great. You should start making YouTube videos. Man. Yeah, maybe oh, I've got something going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zero views. You started Jack's Gap when you were, what, 18? Yeah, 18, yeah. How much do you think, looking back now, ADHD, that part of you, fueled that creation of the YouTube channel? Yeah, it's a good question. And actually, as you're asking it, I'm like rethinking it through. And I think it played in lots of ways. So the first way was the reason I started a YouTube channel was I was meant to be revising for my A-levels. Should have been revising. (laughs) But instead, I was procrastinating by way of watching YouTube videos. And like, this is something I've started to, to... think about recently actually I really favoured YouTube as a platform over watching television or a movie because Mm. like I much prefer to flick through 15 different videos in 40 minutes rather than watch an episode of something on TV like that is how my brain works and I now understand that is a product I think of having ADHD because I know that my girlfriend for example certainly does not do that like Mm -hmm. she likes to sit with a long form usually a very like intellectual pretty devastating documentary and I'm like hey do we have to watch this tonight like something just really gruelling Alice, my partner has literally had girlfriends come over who just broken up with part their partners and they're like being devastated they just want cheering up she's like let's just put on a documentary about Yemen and I'm like Alice no <laughs> you know, that's, a whole, that's a whole side tangent but anyway so like the ADHD played in because I couldn't focus on revision yeah. and so I was on YouTube flicking around lots of videos and that was like appeasing my ADHD and what I realised and this was back in 2011 YouTube was a very very different space like one the, of the internet was a different place one of the first platforms really where short form content was about yeah like yeah. there wasn't yeah. you weren't really even sharing videos on Facebook MySpace none of it that was the first mm. one exactly where you could have and they were still fairly long but like that was it yeah Yeah. it's the only one and people yeah it was the first early content creators and no one was making money then like there wasn't such thing as an influencer or anything like that Mm. but as you said kids were talking to cameras and actually even then they were being very direct they were Mm -hmm. just talking and it was very you do the fast cut you remember the original vlogging style like fast cut you basically take out any break between speaking again as an ADHD person that really appeals to me just get the information in and so I watched a lot of that when I was meant to be revising for my A-levels. I finally finished those exams and I decided to create my own YouTube channel. And um, I think that was probably just the attention seeker part of me that like decided to do that and wanted <laughs> to be on camera. But I remember filming videos and then I remember editing them. Of course, I edited all my stuff, you know, for the yeah. first few years. And my favorite thing was to sit in the edit and watch a, a video through. And like the minute I felt like someone's attention would drop, cut 
cut, cut, cut. Mm. And that was the thing of like, how can you make this as snappy as possible, as engaging as possible? And again, I think me having ADHD was helpful for that because I was very sensitive to any moment where the pace would drop and the energy would drop. And I think that appealed to people. And that's Mm. what ended up developing, you know, that whole period of time, that kind of first early like vlog culture and internet culture. I mean, there was no Instagram then. There was Mm. no like, it's crazy to think now. No Mm -hmm. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so I think it massively played played into it actually. And so yeah, I owe my ADHD. Yeah. And the hyper-focus as well, probably. Yeah, so exactly, yeah. It was like, that was your escape and your fun. And so you were, boom. Yeah, Yeah. so the hyper-focus was when I would be editing those videos and I'd be in my bedroom, like, through the night, you know, editing that stuff. And and I loved it. I lived for it. It made me feel so alive. It made me feel connected and... And then, you know, starting to post stuff and, and, and connecting with people all around the world. For me, that was so exciting. I don't know if that's an ADHD thing, but um, I don't know. I just think I'd struggled in school so much. And I think lots of people who end up being entrepreneurial in some way, shape or another have this same experience. You know, yeah. for a long time, you felt constrained and frustrated. And the idea suddenly just to be your own boss, to be your own kind of in charge of your own thing mm-hmm. and to be creating and then feeling the impacts of that is is really exciting. So I took a year off before going to university. That was, uh, that's why it's called Jack's Gap. Not many people know that, but it's uh, Jack's Gap okay. here. Like most young people, I, my plan was to travel and I just thought, why not make videos? And, you know, like, I mean, I literally thought I'd share it with my grandma and like my mom and like a few yeah. friends. And the first video I posted on Facebook and some mates were like, oh, this is funny. Like Facebook was a thing back then. Um, yeah. And so I started posting them on YouTube and that, and that was how it happened. And, and by the end of that gap year, the channel had hit a million subscribers, which was which certainly not in my then. life plan. Yeah, yeah. And then it was absolutely mental. There was definitely, you could count on two hands, the amount of people in the UK who were making videos in that way. There, yeah. were, there were like six or seven or eight of us, you know, mm-hmm. like Brit- in, in the UK, British kids who was kind of, kind of making regular videos from, from, from their bedroom. And, um, you know, it felt really like underground and exciting. And like, then we would all start meeting up and like collaborating. Right. And it was just really early. You know, it was like, it was it was kind of right time, right place or, or wrong time, wrong place. Depends how you w- want to look at it, you know, like, because <laughs> yeah. it, it ended up getting pretty mental and like took my life in so many different ways. And yeah. so, um, but it was just a, an early wave. And like, I think me and I, rode that you know very Mm. precariously um (laughs) with my twin brother who I should probably bring into this like story as well because I I, I'm an identical twin and I roped him into making the videos with me and um and I think this is one of the differences between Finn and I like I you know Finn is my twin brother and he's much more introverted than I am much quieter yeah um and I would say is much less ADHD and I think that probably is also it's given me a language to understand the differences between us yeah um so it was definitely my inclination to create this YouTube channel and I kind of dragged him in in to be a part of it and um bless him he kind of came along for the ride but I don't think he ever oh. really wanted to be there but, but he helped like the diligence right but from the conversation I've had with right. you it's like you can start something right and it's yeah. amazing oh let's start this let's yeah. make it right, it's great it's going well it. this is fun but sticking with it mm. and 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 Horrible growing it game. and making it like an actual thing that's you know and Finn really helped with that right, right. Really? Yeah. So, so that's the difference between us. So yeah, exactly. My thing was kind of big vision, like just have, I've got an idea, YouTube channel, let's make it, let's go for it. And then Finn put in the systems, you know, which made it possible. So he built yeah. the business that was the back end. He did all the graphic design that kind of linked Amazing. it all together. I would say, I've said this before. It's a great thing with ADHD is you can Google the negative parts of ADHD and you've got a lot of them. It's oh, like, yeah. imagine, like having to Google your own personality base and it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> here, here's all the shit that I'm not very good at. Yeah. And and you're realising it like later, like these are, oh, okay, it's kind of more signposted. Mm. But actually back when you are doing these videos, film was like unknowingly to you then, like actually helping you with all really these negative it, stuff. Yeah. And being, it was like a perfect coincidental mm. team that yeah. really sort of helped to... 
flow it up. And I, yeah, fully. And I think actually in a way, probably the disadvantage for me was that I became reliant on him doing those things right. and mm. putting in those systems. And you know, we ran this YouTube channel together for a few years. And, and in the end, he decided to step back from the channel and he decided to move to America to study to be an architect. Okay. And that was a huge, huge turning point in my life, partly just because I was essentially losing a twin brother, someone I'd had mm. my whole life, you know, in, in terms of like him moving away and us not being so close. But I think also partly because for the first time in my life, I had to learn to implement those systems in my life. I had to learn yeah. to think with that part of my brain, which isn't natural to me. Mm. And that was really, really challenging, like really challenging. And mm -hmm. I'd say it took me years to be able to like start to learn the things he was doing because they don't come so naturally to me. And I think that is because of ADHD, yeah. actually. They don't appeal. They're boring. Can we talk about, um, you know, the rickshaw run series? So yeah. it's you traveling across <laughs> India I know with a bunch of this. mates. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I hadn't actually watched the series. It, it was a really popular series, so I'm told, by Jack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was them traveling across India in a little rickshaw, which is like a cool. car, like a, yeah, like, yeah. Look, kind of looks like a golf buggy. Yeah. The very like first scene, they sort of land in India. They're right there. And suddenly there's this drama. Oh no, what's happening? What's happening? Jack has left his camera, the main camera of the whole shoot. The whole is the whole point of them going is to film this. He's left the main yeah. camera on the top of a rickshaw or a, ta <gasps> a taxi. On the top of a taxi. Oh no. On the first day of on the, the trip. first day of the trip. I think a week prior, yeah. we had Jack and I had gone on holiday together. Yeah. And I did a, a classic ADHD put the passport pocket, the pocket in front of the seat oh terrible walked move. off the plane yeah but this, this got even worse and I realised in arrivals that I'd done this for an hour and a half I sat in arrivals waiting for this passport to turn up it never turned up no. I was I, I was then stuck in a new country without a passport um, and then, oh, and then a week later, I go and watch this rickshaw run. And then, and yeah. and then he's left the cap, the main camera ten years ago. On the, yeah. I'm thinking nothing's but, changed. In a, but there's nothing also, has changed. There's an ADHD thing about also being really jammy in these situations. So the way that one played out in India, yeah. right? So I'm in India. I put a camera on top of a taxi. We arrive at the hotel. I realise when I get to the hotel that I've done this. The taxi. We go outside. Of course, the taxi's gone with the camera on top. We go to the CCTV center of this hotel. We see, yep, this taxi pulls up. I put my camera on the top. Classic, get all my bags, walk away. I mean, I don't know how many times in my life I've done that so many times. It's ridiculous. I'll pop it there. I'll put it there. That's the center the of the car. Yeah. The stuff on top of the car is a killer, oh, isn't it? I mean, oh, one day I'm probably going to put my baby oh, on top of there. Like, people do that. Like, yeah, it wouldn't um, put it past that me. That anxiety. When I used to own a car. I never forget on top of the car. Anyway, I do. <laughs> always. I always think I just, whenever I lose stuff and I had the car, I would always check the top of the car. Yeah. Like, because I'm always. I left my petrol cap up there once. Big top. Yeah, that's a classic petrol cap yeah. Anyway, so we've reviewed this footage. We see, put it up there, walk away. Then, drama, drama, a guy comes, looks around, sees the camera, grabs it, off he goes, disappears with the camera. So, of course, in this moment, we're like, well, we're screwed. We've yeah. arrived in India. The camera's been stolen. But then, classic jammy me, someone in the hotel, a manager, recognises the guy who's taken the camera. He's like, I know that guy. He checked in here, like, last night. Oh, we've got his details. Calls the guy up, says, have you stolen the camera? The guy says, yeah, I've stolen the camera. He says, well, can you bring it <laughs> back? I've stolen the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The man comes back to the hotel with my camera. The best bit of it is when I check it, he's taken a bunch of photographs on it. Like, he's gone for a test ride. Not nudes, are they? No, not nudes, actually. Just some nice scenics out the window. Oh, well. He decides to give it back, and I get the camera back in my hand.
YouTube stuff went well. Uh, and then a few years ago, you decided to get involved in the environment. For many years, I made uh, videos on YouTube. I then took a bit of time off. Then my brother moved to America. We talked about that. And I think for me at that point in my life, I was probably mid 20s, early 20s. We'd built this platform online. I think the channel had 4 million subscribers then. And I think I needed to go away and just really try and make sense of it all. Mm -hmm. I think I had a lot of imposter syndrome and guilt of having like built a platform. And as I was growing older, I started to wonder what it was all for. I felt like I had a huge responsibility having an audience to talk about things that mattered. I took some time away and it was in that time that I ended up going on a trip to to Greenland uh, up in the Arctic. Yeah, that then set in motion another sort of six years of my life. I ended up traveling to to many of the front lines of, of the climate crisis and meeting people who are being affected. And and that ultimately led us to create a platform called Earthrise, which has the aim of telling that very story. So telling the, the story of, of how humans are impacted by climate change and platforming the voices of those who are on the front lines of, of that crisis. And mm. <laughs> You got arrested. <laughs> Just all the juicy goss. Yeah, what happened? In 2018, I was arrested. I'd yeah. never been arrested in my life before. I'd never been on the wrong side of the law before. Uh, but I was arrested. I spent 14 hours in a cell. Uh, I was arrested for supergluing myself to the front of the International Petroleum Conference in London. It was a oh. climate protest. Uh, a group of eight people had decided to go down to the International Petroleum Conference, which is where all the gas and oil executives meet. Uh, and they decided to glue themselves to the front to protest. This is a good example of ADHD because I went down to this, this event to go and take photos of it. I had no intention of getting arrested. I went down to go and support. And I don't know what overcame me. And I guess I have to put it down to the ADHD. But when I saw them take this action, when I saw them run forward, something rose up inside me. It was very instinctive. And I decided, I need to go and glue myself to that door. <laughs> As you do. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but it was very instinctive. And I think that is a thing of ADHD, is yeah. making decisions very, very impulsive, instinctive. Man. Very yeah. impulsive. Huge. That's the word that I'm looking for. Impulsive. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly impulsive. Um, again, my poor Alice has been a theme. My long-suffering girlfriend was stood by <laughs> me in this moment, watched me run forward. Oh, but you see, I was such a, a wimp. I was, I was really so terrified that I decided not to put any glue on my hand. And instead, I just put my hand on the glass right. and pretended to be stuck. And nice. I was just like, I'm stuck. I'm here. <laughs> and I remember like security guard came over. There was a bit of like a rough and tumble. And I was like, no, I'm stuck. Don't get, don't get rid of my hand. You know? <laughs> don't try it, but yeah, I am stuck. Thinking I'm being <laughs> yeah. really clever. It looks like it's not. Yeah. It looks really like it's not. Clever. But it is. It's just really good glue. <laughs> it's uh, really good glue. Yeah, you can't see it. It's, yeah. And because I really didn't want to glue myself to this thing. Like it, that looked terrifying to me. Yeah, yeah. Eventually it all died down. And then uh, the guy next to me, who was the, the barrister from New Zealand, said to me, he's like, he noticed that I hadn't used any glue. He was like, hey, mate, hey, mate. Do you want some super glue? And I was like, oh, oh I don't know if I need the glue. And I was like, no, I've got some, I've got some in my pocket, mate. You should put some on. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting bleeding. So then I realized at this point, like, I can't call myself an activist yeah. without yeah. actually putting some glue on my hand. So I had no choice but to put some glue on my hand and put it on. I would have put the smallest. Onto the, no, I did. Yeah. Tiny you know, like, bit. to the point where you're like, you've stuck your fingers together, but you can still put it in yeah, behind. Yeah. It feels it's nice. Peel like, it off nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super on that. Peel it off later. It's really sticky. Yeah. Really oh, sticky. oh, God. Um, so I did that. I put on just a tiny little bit. Yeah. And basically, long story short, I was stood there for an hour and a half. We had lots of great conversations with the delegates coming to the conference that day. 
Um, and in the end, the police were called and they were like positioned to, to watch us all. And I was holding a sign. At this point, my hand had come unstuck. It was sweaty. Mm. I really needed a wee. Mm. I was kind of bored, to be honest. The ADHD was kicking me and I'd been there for an hour and a half. <laughs> no. I was like, look, I really, I am passionate that. about solving the climate crisis. But at the same time, I'm a little bit bored. I really need a wee. <laughs> so what happens is I'm holding a sign. I accidentally drop the sign. And without thinking, I'm pretending my hand's stuck. I go, oh, <laughs> Boat, the hand comes off the thing and I'm not joking the policeman who was sat watching me just literally looks at me like you are what who sent you like is this the best they've got you're a terrible excuse for an environmental activist which I was and so he asked me to step away from the wall turns me around puts the handcuffs on me he arrests me and yeah I took me away in a van I spent 14 hours in a cell and that was when I, I had a lot of time to myself and, and mm. I really thought of like am I am I using my skills as wise as I can like is this the best use of my time mm. So yeah, but I think that was actually what ended up setting me on the path of deciding to create Earthrise. It's funny how you like you look back and everything links together, yeah, you know. Yeah, it all started with some super glue. Yeah, it all started with some super glue <laughs> and a very ADHD decision. Yeah. Yeah, that led me to a whole full circle of making a, a 12-part series for YouTube. We got to meet Obama. That was called Seat at the Table and Just yeah, ended up Obama. interviewing Sir David Attenborough at the start uh, and then Barack Obama at the Come end on. and it was talk about <laughs> imposter syndrome. If like yeah. there's nothing like yeah, <laughs> into yeah. Barack Obama like, to make me feel like. What was the vibe like? Do you want to know the day? Shall yeah. I tell you what happened? Yeah. It's a good yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So I was at COP26 in Glasgow, which is the big climate conference mm-hmm. that happened in the UK two yeah, years ago. Yeah. It was when I was there that the producer came to me one night. We were at a bar and he said, Listen, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I've got you an interview of Obama next week. I was sent to a hotel just outside of Glasgow where mm-hmm. President Barack Obama, he's still called him president, even though yeah. he's not currently There's probably president. a sniper on your head the whole time, bro. There were military everywhere. <gasps> there were like 10 police cars as we came in. We That's got what a, you we want got a tour well. of the place. Yeah. You'd be a bit disappointed if you just went to yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Baz, just at the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obama, you've really let it go. <laughs> Um, so we met we met the head of like CIA the guy who is like CIA security team oh he gave God. us a tour of the thing Yeah, he pointed at I'm not joking this is a true story there were two people walking their dog he pointed at them and was like see those guys undercover like what this is so badass helicopter did a fly military helicopter did a flyby as we were walking around the thing we had to practice the walk that we would do we were told he would come out this one side door we would walk to the front of a, yeah, a lock really we had these locks like with the big lakes we'd yeah. walk along the lock we'd sit on the bench we'd have 10 minutes to have a conversation on the bench then his motorcade would be lined up behind the bench he would get in the car be whisked away in a police escort and that's how it would go 10 minutes oh that, my god yeah. pressure I did this walk a hundred times I'm not joking a hundred times in the in just the hour before we were doing the interview because you were nervous or- so nervous right. Right? Decided I was going to run through everything I wanted to say. <laughs> so run, run instead of walk. I wanted to run. I wanted to run. And probably the ADHD in me, okay, probably the ADHD in me made the worst, I think the worst decision I've ever made in my career. Okay. I decided when I was prepping this, what I was going to say, that I realized that the series we were making, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about meeting Barack Obama. It was about the the people whose stories we were telling from the front lines of the climate mm-hmm. crisis. And so I thought the right thing to do would be to name every single one of our characters to President Barack Obama when I was telling him about the series. I felt like that was the honourable thing to do. How many people were in the series? We're talking like 12 people, okay, <laughs> okay. from many different countries yeah. around the world. Okay. Of course, what happens, I arrive in my like meeting point, he comes out the side door as arranged. We walk up to each other. I say, hello, Mr. President. We shake hands. That's what you have to say. You can watch it on YouTube. Hand, sweaty I'm hands. terrified. Hand. Such sweaty hands. He makes a joke about, oh, I didn't get much sleep last night. Some kind of joke completely throws me, but it's okay. I'm like, I start telling about the series. I'm like, this is my moment. I start to name all the characters in our series. What happens? I completely forget the names of the characters. Like I named two of them and then I can't remember anymore. And I completely oh. stumble to the point where I think, 
can we just stop the walk and like start again? But no, there are three cameras no rolling. Time. We've got these 10 minutes. We have to get it done. And this is absolute credit to him as a person. He kind of notices I've like stumbled and slightly messing up. He just picks up, like he throws another topic in. We smooth over it. We get round to the bench. We sit down and I completely forget it's happened. And we just have the most lovely conversation. Aww. We're meant to have 10 minutes. We chat for 30 minutes on the bench. What? Oh it's an unbelievable conversation. Sniper's absolutely finger yeah. on the trigger yeah, at this point. red dot on my head at this point. And then, uh, and then at one point he has his like aide is like just behind us off camera. And then he just literally stands out in one smooth movement. He goes, well, this has been great. Takes out sunglasses from his pocket, puts them on. There are some fans in like at the edge of the, the hotel. Some people have like recognized it's him. Right. He just goes, hey, how are you? Then he gets into his <laughs> motorcade just behind the thing. All the sirens go on and he whisks off. And I was literally just sat there like, what <gasps> just even happened? He's the coolest man you've ever oh met. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, it was the most surreal experience of my entire life. Yeah. And uh, But genuinely, he's an amazing man and like a very, very charismatic and very kind. Like mm. to meet a total nobody like me mm. and to just give me the time, I thought was an amazing thing. Like he had a full list of things to do at COP that day. Mm. Um, to give you half an hour, it's dope. It must have been a good interview, mate. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. We had nobody. Nice chat. I think my ADHD landed me in that place. Like my insatiable curiosity, my ridiculous focus at times and my constant like plate spinning and desire to just be doing different things mm. landed me in in that place that is a beautiful place to end ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh man, thank you so like much for brilliant. coming on. Have you had a good time? I've had a great time. Yeah, this has yeah. been great. I, I always love talking to you, and it's been great to get to know you, Kat. But <laughs> it's always good to meet other ADHD people because I think it does. It is validating in a way, and it helps you understand your quirks. Yeah, massively. and also like I love seeing that you've got like this red case in your phone. That teaches me of things I can do to help me, like you know, solve these things in my life. So I think it's I don't know, let's make a like ADHD anonymous group or something. We can all help <laughs> each other. It's oh, a cool learning good. process, yeah. picking up it's little great. tips, isn't it? It really is like. We, we, I was saying to Kat, like, since me and Kat started the podcast, like, we've become, like, way closer, like, yeah, way better friends. Definitely. Just, like, talking a, a weird quirk that we have yeah. in our lives. And, and it's very just, personal yeah. in some ways. Like, there's a lot of quite personal yeah. things to share about it. Mm. Yeah, not always you positive. Like, as yeah. in, like, you know, some bunch of negative shit that goes along with it. And it's just, definitely. when you let it out, it's like therapy, man. It's mm. just yeah. like, great. It just becomes yeah, yeah. not this thing in your head. It's just like, oh, yeah, you feel that as well. Mm. Great, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's great. Yeah, it's nice to share it. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we talked.
told you. <laughs> we told you. <laughs> Wasn't it good? You get your fruit out. You get your lemons, your apples, your pears, and you squeeze them because it was juicy. <laughs> that was juicy. <laughs> Mm-mm. It's like a fruit bowl that interview. Yeah, brimming. Yeah, give me brimming some. Give me, juice. give me a highlight. Give me a highlight for you. You know what? I actually really liked um, hearing the comparison of him and his twin, mm. who doesn't have ADHD. Mm. That was pretty cool. Hearing yeah. the contrast and how they work well together, opposing talents and stuff mm. and skills. Do you wish you pretty had cool. a twin? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. Actually, do you? I've got oh, twin got sisters. You've got some in your family. A couple of them, yeah. You got a few. Yeah, we picked <laughs> them up. Got your own. <laughs> yeah, twin sisters. So uh, I've had my fair, ex- fair share of twins. Do they have ADHD? Well, so this is interesting. Mm. I think Jade's got ADHD. Yeah. My sister. She thinks she's got it as well. And it does make sense. Right. She's the more sensitive one. And Holly, I don't think she might do it as well. If we might all be t- tarnished with it, but I think <laughs> I love using really derogatory language for it. I, but I think Jade, I think Jade might do. I think she does as well. I'm not yeah. talking like for her, but I, yeah. I, yeah, so possibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a great chat, man, and yeah, so lovely, so and it was nice to sort of so dig lovely. into it. And I hope that you guys liked it as well. And we are going to try and maybe do a few more of those kind of interviews. Yeah. Where we just, it's fun, right? It's nice to just hear other people's experiences. And, yeah. Yeah. And not just, just like, it. not just like learning from an no, expert. Just a like, bit of a reflection on how it's affected you in hindsight, mm, I think is cool. Mm, yeah, a bit of a chin Looking wag. back. A bit of a chin a wag, a just chin. a bit of a chat, you know? As Thanks. always, you can follow us on... Instagram at... <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. You can follow us on Distracted. <laughs> no, 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 no. Distracted.podcast. Dot podcast. Thanks so much, guys. We love you all. Love ya. Love ya. <laughs> Bye. Love- Bye. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs>